New Lines magazine, this is The Lead. And if you're wondering why the intro music sounds much more festive than usual, it's because today's episode is our 2022 Christmas special. I'm your host, Joshua Martin, and I'm joined by four of my favourite colleagues from New Lines. Can you introduce yourself, please? I'm Mesa. I'm the audience editor. I'm Ola. I'm the managing editor of New Lines. I'm Amy. I'm the global news editor. And I'm Survi. I'm the South Asia editor at New Lines. Amy, I wanted to start with you because you had a question about Christmas traditions that you wanted to ask the group. I did indeed. So I'm in London and my son, my three-year-old son's nursery sent me an email yesterday saying, please make sure that all the kids are wearing their Christmas jumpers because we want to talk about Christmas. And obviously, to me, as a Brit, um, this is just kind of obvious. It's normal, part of the normal Christmas noise. But it did occur to me, do Americans, and as Ola earlier pointed out, I am also American, but I do not remember this when I lived there. Do Americans also have this obsession with Christmas jumpers or sweaters? Okay, I think I think Mesa's best to answer that because uh, you're wearing a Christmas jumper right now. Lucky year. Um, growing up, every year we had an ugly Christmas sweater day at school. And every year I'd force my mom, my little Muslim mom, to take me to Walmart or something and we buy one. And she's like, this is such a waste of money because we don't celebrate it and it's ugly. But I'd have to. I'd have to do it every year. And everybody would pull up with one too. So yes. You didn't celebrate Christmas, but you did do the, the sweater. Oh, yeah. I participate in every single Christmas activity without necessarily celebrating the the, the religious aspect of it. Um, but like growing up, yeah, especially in like Texas, I was entrenched in Christmas every year. It was my favorite, favorite. There's there's like a joke that there's different. Every Muslim has their favorite non-Muslim holiday. There's like a Halloween Muslim, there's a Thanksgiving Muslim, and then there are Christmas muzzies. And I'm, I'm a proud Christmas muzzy. Yeah, I have, I have to be with Mesa with that one as well. I think probably of all the holidays, Christmas is probably my favorite for sure. I don't know why, but it's uh, it has to be. And then, so I don't, I don't know about Christmas jumpers because I grew up in England and I don't remember because we had school uniform. I mean, I guess maybe one day we were allowed like at the end of term to wear our own like clothes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody wore anything Christmassy yet. But my kids now are in school. They're both in elementary school here in America. And in England, when I grew up, they called it, you know, Christmas holidays or Christmas period or you know, you know, Christmas party or so on. But my kids are having their winter party and then the winter break. I don't know if it's where I'm located, but it feels like the holidays are kind of stripped away from any kind of religious symbol. But I wonder if that's sort of, because I think in the UK, Christmas has for quite a while been kind of, I don't want to say secularized, but like it's very much kind of just a, I don't know, Amy, maybe you can correct me on this but just kind of feels like oh yeah it's Christmas it's a holiday it's mostly about buying things whereas I think in America like the religious aspects of it are maybe more prominent in the way people think about Christmas and so are more interested in not making it specifically Christmas to be inclusive I don't know if I'm making any sense here I think you're making sense having experienced the UK and the US and being of a Jewish background British Jews definitely do Christmas um, and American Jews definitely do not Jewish people here send each other 
Christmas cards. Um, they're not Christmas cards that have pictures of baby Jesus on them, <laughs> but, but they've got reindeers and Father Christmas and all sorts of other things on them, um, which denote Christmas, perhaps without the religious aspect. But I did notice in the States, like is it's a Jewish American tradition to have Chinese food, right? Um, for Christmas, because it's very much like, no, this is not our holiday. We're not celebrating this. You know, we're not having a tree. We're having Hanukkah. Definitely not like that in the UK, in the Jewish community. My best friend, she's Jewish, and they always go to Mexico that week. <laughs> I've had very heated discussions with American Jewish friends about this, and they've told me that the fact British Jews mark Christmas, I don't know if they celebrate it, and I guess we can discuss even what celebrate means, um, but they mark it and send cards and have Christmas, even like little get togethers and stuff and trees and stockings. Um, and my American Jewish friends have said, oh my God, this is horrific because it's proof of assimilation um, and that the, you know, and the Jewish communities um, are not allowed to, to, um, to have their own, um, differences in British culture. Um, but anyway, maybe we should turn to Serbi now because uh, every year um, in the UK, there's always, I swear, there's always a BBC segment on how it's a massive holiday here amongst Indian communities as well. Um, but I don't know, Serbi, <laughs> maybe that's just a British thing again. <laughs> no, but India is a multicultural country, you know, we have so many religions. So and it's also like, that's why it's called like the country of festivals, because we just have so many of them, you know, they start off with Holi, the festival of colors, and then we have Diwali and the Eid. Uh, and it kind of like the, we end the year with Christmas. And so many of us celebrate uh, all the festivals, irrespective of our religion, you know, like I come from a Hindu family, but we have always uh, celebrated Christmas. Uh, like I remember, we've always put up the tree. I believed in Santa Claus. I used to pray for my gifts. I used to get get those gifts. And in fact, I think it a lot of it had to do with my mother's enthusiasm, because uh, I remember like as a nine year old, she dressed me up as Santa Claus and she packed gifts for my friends. And I went door to door to all my friends place to Play, uh, to homes to give them gifts and then and then and then we also used to like uh always uh gather as a family as the ex extended family for like christmas dinner and um uh, like all my uncles and aunts and cousins would meet up and uh, there would be christmas decorations all along so yes it's definitely a it's a, it's a big thing even in india so how long has it been a big thing in India? Because obviously India has a Christian population and has had for thousands of years. But I'm assuming the sort of the tree, the presence, the everyone get together is a more recent kind of thing. I think so. Yes. Like it's more of uh, this is more like common in uh, urban settings. But yes, uh, Christianity does have, you know, it, it goes thousands of years ago. It actually landed on the Indian shores in the first century. Uh, and it is said through Thomas the Apostle and then and then in the 15th century with the Portuguese and and then with the Christian missionaries and the British so it is so like there is so much diversity even among Christians in India and the story about you know like the Indian Christmas is that how indigenized it is like you know every community has its own traditions its own foods and its own customs and traditions so even an Indian Christmas is as diverse as the country is 
what are the politics of that? Is it sort of seen as like a foreign holiday that's been brought over to India or is it not really a problem? No, I don't think it's considered a problem uh, because, you know, like I said, that it it has been there for so long. You know, like if you go to Goa, which has a, mm. a coastal state, which was a Portuguese colony and, you know, it has a majority of them are Christians or also Kerala in, in South of India. So there it's part of the culture. So also in the northeast of India, where it is in majority, it is part of the culture. Uh, but it is not really seen. It's, it's a complicated thing. It's not seen as foreign, but I don't know if that makes sense. No, 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 that makes sense. Because it's interesting. Cause... So in Scotland, Christmas is not controversial anymore. But until the 1970s, it was not a big thing in Scotland. Um, and until the 1800s, it was banned for about four or five hundred years. Oh, wow. Why is that? sectarianism basically when scotland had quite a strict interpretation of the protestant reformation shall we say and basically christmas was considered too catholic and so for about 400 years it was outlawed and then towards the end of the 19th century it became a public holiday again but even in the 60s and 70s there were quite a few people who were quite annoyed that american christmas was becoming as popular as it was because it's sort of seen as kind of replacing the traditional winter holiday in Scotland, which is New Year's or Hogmanay. And I'm interested whether that sort of dynamic is played out anywhere else, you know, where Christmas is this force of globalisation and whether it's seen that way elsewhere. Actually, uh, yes, I think uh, now that you say that, it kind of strikes me that the, in Indian politics, it does, it does come into play that, you know, th- there is a section of the society which has very strong emotions about Christian missionaries. So it is a very heated discussion and debate in certain places. And also, like you see, there has been increased incidences of attacks at churches in different parts of the country. But I would say that's one part of it. Overall, I think Indians kind of realize that we are a very multicultural country and in Christianity has been there for long. So there is a little bit of tension, but I think both the realities kind of live together. Ola, in the Christmas special you did last year, you talked about how the most expensive Christmas tree in the world was in Abu Dhabi in the Gulf. Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah, that is. And I think I saw it once because I used to work there. Really big Christmas tree, really pretty and decorated with very expensive ornaments. And I didn't realize how expensive like regular ornaments are as well until I kind of like started getting Christmas trees at home. Because, you know, my my family, I grew up in England. My parents didn't celebrate Christmas. They didn't bring Christmas tree home or anything like that. The only Christmassy thing we did, the, the peak of it was eating mince pies, I think around Christmas Day and that's pretty I mean I still I honestly we live now in America and I order Christmas pies from this British (laughs) (laughs) like it's not Christmas we don't have Christmas pies (laughs) like mince pies but yeah you might be the only person in the world who imports British food oh my gosh here's the thing so for a really long time I would eat Kit Kat in America and it just didn't taste like Kit Kat it just didn't. And then I read the fine print on it. And it's actually because Hershey's does the chocolate in America, whereas in England it's Cadbury's. So you're actually eating two different Kit Kats. They're not the same. So the chocolate in the US tastes very different to America. And when you grow up, I think it's because I grew up on UK chocolate. So chocolate here just, just tastes different to me. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, Honestly, I think they should have changed their name. They shouldn't have 
called themselves Kit Kat if it's not the same Kit Kat. But that's that's a whole other debate. But the, but the whole the the whole Christmas tree. I mean, we started when the kids were really when my kids were really young. Uh, we started getting Christmas tree at home, and um, we had we we started getting ornaments. And I realized that one ornament can would could cost like four ninety nine or sometimes even more. And it kind of blew me away because I was like, wow, and you have to get how many for this tree? <laughs> um, so yeah, ornaments are expensive. I know, I know. Now we actually have a bare tree with just lights, which I think it looks nice. Classy. Yeah, twinkly, sparkly, and also the cat likes to eat the ornaments. So, <laughs> so to avoid any accidents, we just decided not to have any ornaments. We have a minimalist Christmas tree. So I'm curious on... Um, Amy, I know you have a son. Does he still believe in Santa Claus? So he's he's just about to turn three. So I don't think Santa Claus, or as we say here, Father Christmas, has really entered yet. This is only the first year that he's actually started using the word Christmas. Um, and I don't know where he even got this from. Like, because we haven't got a tree up. We are going to get a tree. I mean, as we always do, but we haven't got it yet. Um, and I think it's from nursery. Like, like every time he sees a wreath or just some red lights now, he's like, Christmas! And, like, says it in this crazy, excited voice. He's, like, pointing to it. Yeah, so I don't know what we're going to do about... Um, obviously, when I was a kid, I believed in Father Christmas, and it was all very exciting. My husband, he's Dutch, <laughs> um, and so they have Sinterklaas, which... Um, is is their version and it's on december 5th it's a completely different um kind of holiday in many ways um but he has this he claims he's traumatized um by when he found out that his parents were actually father christmas or santa claus and that that he wasn't real so he doesn't want that to happen to our son anyway um yeah he yeah, he he was um, he was quite old. He he was like seven. Because one of your sons is seven, right? Is seven old to discover Santa Claus. I yeah, still I had classmates in sixth grade who were who were very delusional. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is so interesting. Okay, so so th this is what happened a few months ago. So I have at that time one was um, eight and the other one was six, and a few months ago. My six-year-old just looked at me in the eyes and said, Mom, is Santa real? And I just could not lie to him at that moment. He just really looked like, I felt like if I lie to him, then he's going to think, wow, Mom can lie to me. And, you know, she's not going to believe everything I say mm -hmm. to him. So I didn't say anything. I just smiled and I just pretended I just got busy. So, <laughs> <laughs> just that situation. So, um, but what he did is he took my phone and he went on Google. And he Googled, is Santa real? And then five minutes later, he's sitting next to his brother and he said, Santa's not real. <laughs> and I just looked at them to see their reaction. And they both seemed so happy about it. They just, I was just shocked how happy they were. I thought they would be devastated. The magic is gone, whatever. And no, they were really happy that they found out by themselves through Google and yeah, and then they found out that I am actually the one who's been giving them gifts. And honestly, I kind of, I'm happy that I'm getting credit now. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I felt like annoyed that someone else was taking credit for the many gifts that I got them. So now I feel like I can reclaim that. Um, but the problem with that is like, first I've told them, you can't tell anybody in your friend, like you can't tell your friends. Don't tell anybody in school. This is our little secret. Um, and yeah, it's just the, the magic has gone for them now. And now they're always asking me, they're saying, mom, could you get us this for Christmas? Because we know you're Sansa. Just, that is such a rite of passage for like um you know a kid being from like a muslim household is holding that secret i just remember being like in kindergarten and being in line and they always brought santa claus in so we could take a picture and just being in line like knowing that like i know he's not real i'm playing along with him because i want these little kids to still believe in him and you can see in the picture like all of my pictures i'm just like smirking because i'm like this just a random white dude with a beard but they don't know they don't know. But that, it, it, it makes you feel like you have a little bit of an edge, but it doesn't. There's still, I promise, until I was like eight, I'd be at, like, I'd be sleeping and be like, you know, just maybe, maybe he'll stop by my house. Oh, but I hope he doesn't know that I'm Muslim. It was <laughs> like, maybe we can trick Santa Claus into thinking that. <laughs> I honestly think when I was eight as well. Um, so I, you know, they talk about it so much in school that you actually, even though you know it's not true, uh, you kind of almost want it to be true. You just, you just mm. really want it to be true. So I think I was eight years old and I wrote a list of things I wanted and I just stuck it on my door. And my older brother came and he wrote on it, you've been a very bad girl this year. You get no gifts. And I saw it the next day. Oh no. <laughs> like wake up calls like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not real. I actually, I think it was nine when I realized that Santa is not real because uh, I started recognizing my mother's handwriting and I was like, how is my mom's and my and Santa's handwriting the same? <laughs> but I used to be very, uh, you know, like amused that I was like, I used to pray to Santa in my head that I want this, this, this for Christmas. Like, how did she know? But maybe like, I don't know, like she knew or she told me or she had a tricks uh, of asking but uh, yeah like, I was nine when I realized that okay he's not real. <laughs> yeah I think I was about seven nine that kind of age when I figured it out and I just um was looking through cupboards that I shouldn't have found some presents I was like oh right made a note of them and then Christmas day they're under the tree from Santa I'm just like are they though <laughs> Um, and yeah, I did what your kids did, I guess, although I figured That's it out. And I didn't have the blow because I was just too smug because I was smarter than my parents. They tried to trick me. I'd figured it out. Um, exactly. I feel like that was the exact same reaction from them. It was kind of like, huh, we figured it out. Kind of like we knew this is impossible. But the problem is that they Google everything now. So, you know, they know the tooth fairy isn't real. They know this thing is not real. So there's like the, a lot of the magic has gone because of Google. We're never going to get advertising from Google now. <laughs> I actually wanted to uh, mention one thing. Uh, like like uh, Ola mentioned pies. Uh, in India, Christmas cake is a big thing. And uh, it's like a tradition in all families. Like one of my best friends in school was Christian so you know like it's, it's a tradition to have plum cakes and dry fruit cakes and they're they're really very popular that's so interesting because of course that's popular 
here in the UK, and I wonder if the Brits stole it from the Indians. Maybe yes, yes. I I think I was reading about own, as we did with everything, pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. So I think that is what made it popular. But uh, but yeah, I think locals also gave it its own flavor. Even with Christmas trees, like you know, like the Christmas tree, the traditional one is not available. So it is tradition, like you know, where banana trees are more popular, people would uh, oh, yeah. decorate banana trees or mango trees. You know, talking about how Christmas became global, like a few weeks ago, there was this book called Indian Christmas that was published, which had people from different parts of the country writing about their experiences, memories of celebrating Christmas. So there's one writer, Jerry Pinto from Mumbai. He wrote a very, he shared a very interesting anecdote. Like you know, there would be a lot of mentions of London in New York in cards and storybooks, and a lot of snow, but it does not snow in Bombay. So that's how, like you know, even like global Christmas is that things that are not even present in India, like but it kind of it is connected uh, through different traditions and pop culture world over. What's also very interesting about that, though, on the sort of globalization uh, side of things, is the way that Christmas is always being adapted to different contexts. Like you don't have a tree, it's fine. You get a banana tree. Every country where Christmas is practiced, whether officially or not, whether it's, you know, Japan or the UAE or whatever, has their own sort of way of doing it. Like, I, I do wonder if in, you know, 50 years time, 100 years time, there'll be even more countries that traditionally practice Christmas. Um, and it'll be even less sort of close to the original Christian festival and more of a sort of just global festival that everyone kind of does. Yeah, it kind of is already a global festival because... Yeah. My kids, they don't recognize that Christmas is actually tied to any religion or anything like that. They, they don't know what Christmas is, except that it's some sort of festival that they just supposedly get toys in. And it's a holiday. It does seem like it's a global thing now. I think it's also like generational. Like, I don't blame my parents for not, they were never against Christmas, but it's just like they didn't have um, it in their household. So I don't even think they knew how to celebrate it technically. But now like, you know, my cousins and I will do Secret Santa every year and we like organize like for the whole family to come. And, you know, it's, it's and it's even kind of changed how we celebrate like Ramadan and Eid. Like we'll do like, we call it Secret Camel for Ramadan and we'll do <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, it's bled into how we celebrate like other things as well, just like the activities and stuff. But I do think it's generational in that sense that like I grew up with it at school and it was my favorite time of the year. And we all have that in common. Like, I think as time goes on, it'll just get more and more like secularized. So then before we move on, I want to leave you with one question. Do you think this sort of globalization and secularization of Christmas is a good thing, a bad thing? Neither. I think the globalization of Christmas is quite annoying because of its capitalist, consumerist nature. The phenomenon of Black Friday, when you're meant to do your shopping for Christmas, is now in the UK, in Russia, in India, all countries which do not have Thanksgiving, which is when Black Friday takes place, the Friday after Thanksgiving, when all Americans are off work, usually. And Black Friday is all about shopping um, and spending money. It's deeply consumerist. And in general, yeah, Christmas has just become a mad shopping frenzy and you've got to spend loads of money. So I do think that has been an aspect of its globalization, a massive aspect. You know, Black Friday is even in the Middle East now, but they don't call it Black Friday. They call it White Friday. <laughs> because you know, you know how Friday is meant to be a blessed day. 
religiously. So they don't want to call it a Black Friday. They think, you know, like if you translate it in Arabic, it's like, you know, a dark day. So they ended up calling it White Friday. And they have sales there. But the sales are not, obviously not to buy Christmas gifts because they don't celebrate Christmas, really. Um, I'm not sure. It's just uh, they just they want it in, I guess. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't even think Brits are getting their Christmas gifts at Black Friday. I think it's more like, right, Josh? It's more like, oh, there's that laptop that I've coveted for the last year. Oh, it's finally on sale. Like my husband was like, yeah. yes, I can buy these running shoes I've been eyeing for ages. But the fact that we even have it five weeks before Christmas, or rather, no, a month before Christmas and exactly when Americans have it is, mm-hmm. is just stupid. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, it's supposed to, like I was reading about the origins of Black Friday, I think it's supposed to kind of kick off the shopping season, uh, you know, going up to Christmas the holidays. Day. Talking of traditions, Ola, you hosted the Christmas special last year and you started our very own New Lines Christmas tradition. And that is the Christmas quiz. And we are back. So first off, can you tell me the name of your teams, please? Amy and I are Team Mamie, the best ship name there is. Myself and Serbi are the real Kit Kat. Okay, so there's three rounds on this quiz. You're going to have 20 seconds to answer the question. If you don't manage to answer in those 20 seconds, it goes to the other team. So round one is Christmas questions. Which team wants to go first? Mamie. We'll go first. Mimi, are you ready? You have 20 seconds to tell me which artist performed the best-selling Christmas song of all time. The answer is Mariah Carey. That's not... It has to be. It has to be. The Queen of Christmas. I have really bad news for you. It's so good to us. I'm afraid it is going to the Kit Kat team. What's your source? I I think think it's the... uh, is it White Christmas? It is White Christmas. Who performed it? Something Crosby. Something... Bill Crosby? Yes. Is it that? It's Bing Crosby. Something Crosby I would have accepted anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. The real still in the lead. We need to corroborate this information. I mean, if you want to fact check me, do it. I did fact check it. <laughs> I heard that on the BBC just the other day, that it was Mariah Carey. Okay. Well, we, I will fact check this then before... <laughs> I should I should not have got journalists to do a Christmas quiz. Um, question two will be for the real Kit Kat. In what ocean would you find the Christmas islands? I don't know. Do you know? I can make it. Do you want me to make a guess? Go for it. Is it, is it, uh, you said which ocean, right? Yeah, which ocean would you find the Christmas islands? Is it the Pacific? I'm afraid not. That goes no. to Mimi. I know, you, I know. You can talk, you can talk, you can discuss your oh, answers. I, I know because my, okay, it's the Indian Ocean. It is. <laughs> I know this because my husband went, went there um, for a story, actually. Not for Christmas. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so round one, question three. It's back to Mamie. In 1965, which Christmas song became the first song to be played in space. Um, Mariah Carey, when... when <laughs> we're going to go again with... <laughs> when she again, Mariah Carey? <laughs> Is that um, your final answer? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. 
Christmas, 1965. Uh, What's the one Elvis Presley like Christmas song? Oh, oh Elvis. I um, feel like it would be. No? Blank. That's over, guys. It's uh, time. I'm afraid yeah. it is time to go to the real Kit Kat. Okay. <clears throat> She's right. <gasps> did you know that? Because you guys did not discuss that. You just were. Did did you did you know? Like, did you know that or? Who me? Yeah. Oh, like... I have I have an edge because I looked up lots of questions last year. So, uh... yeah, oh it's no. Expanded Christmas wise. Right. So the next one then is for the real Kit Kat again. So it's for you. And that is in the sitcom Friends, Ross, played by David Schwimmer, can't find a Santa outfit. So what does he dress up as instead? Holiday Armadillo. The Armadillo. <laughs> Holiday Armadillo. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. It was the perfect question for Ola. High five, Serbi. And so at the end of round one, the real Kit Kats win. The real Kit Kats are in the lead with three points to Mamie's one. So Mamie, you're going to have to pick it up next time, okay? We got it, we got it. So round two is multiple choice. Same sort of format, but multiple choice. And it's not about Christmas. What? It's about 2022. Because there are only so many Christmas quiz questions out there. And I assume you guys have been paying some attention to the news. So round two, question one for you. Mamie, in March, a famous shipwreck was finally discovered, almost perfectly preserved by the polar waters. What ship was it? Was it A, the Terror, B, the Endurance, or C, the Titanic? Either B or C. Is that your final answer? You're not going to discuss it with Mesa? No, no, Mesa, what, what do you think? How could it be C? I feel like there was big Titanic news earlier this year. I remember that, but I don't remember, like... Does that make sense? If you said the question in the question, you said it was completely what? Sorry. It was almost perfectly preserved. Almost perfectly preserved. Should we just go with B? Let's go with B. B. Oh, I don't know. You pick. I'm afraid you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then the next one is for you guys, the Kit Kat team. Yeah, Kit Kat, try and beat that. (laughs) (laughs) Can I keep that in? Please. Sure. So KitKat, this is uh, to keep your lead. In May 2022, there was a new outbreak of monkeypox, as if COVID wasn't enough. Where did the outbreak start? What country? Is it A, the UK, B, the Czech Republic, or C, South Africa? I want to say South Africa, but I feel like it was one country and then later it was discovered another country. And I just... What do you think, Siri? Hmm... I think it's between Czech and South Africa. I want to say South Africa. Yeah, I think I always want to say South Africa. C. Is that your final answer? That is our final answer. I'm afraid you're wrong. It was the UK. Yeah. Wait. Oh. <laughs> I was okay. I was supposed to ask that quick. I am sorry, guys. <laughs> I shouldn't have given no, away no. the answer. I knew it was B. So just pretend you didn't get the answer there, guys. Uh, the question is going to Mamie. What do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, hmm. I think it's the UK. What do you think, Mason? Something about that answer. It it just seems like it shouldn't be the right answer. So I think it's the right answer. (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) And uh... we're making our comeback. (laughs) Are we 
tied. No, I think we're tied. You are tied, but it feels kind of unfair. I feel <laughs> it's my fault. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew, I knew the answer because of us. You got this point. <laughs> right. To be honest. Yeah, it was obviously the UK. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That one was, that one was a fun day on Twitter to know that it. Uh, I remember when it was announced it was in the UK, but I had a feeling it was before. It was it that it was said it was South Africa, and then it turns out no, it was the UK or yeah. something. South African holds. I put South Africa in there to be mean because South Africa's I think is where I think it was the Delta variant was discovered, like one of the COVID variants anyway. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that's what you're thinking of, but monkeypox was the UK. Talking of the UK, this next one's for you, Mamie. After only forty-four days as Prime Minister. Liz Truss became the shortest serving ever in British history. Which vegetable did she fail to outlast? Is it A? I know. A, we, know. We, we don't even need the... It's the lettuce head. You're just going to go for it? That's so unfair. That's so easy. Let us know when we win. Oh, <laughs> Question four is for the Kit Kat team. This is your chance to make up the points here. Uh, at the end of October... Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. As the deal closed, he showed up at Twitter headquarters holding an unusual object. What was it? Was it A, a lamp? A sink. It's a sink. Yeah, okay. Right off the bat, you've got it again. And so as we enter our final round, you guys are tied. Which... Uh, Tiebreaker. We couldn't have scripted it better. <laughs> so round three, quick fire round. Fingers on buzzers, everybody. Yep. You don't get to discuss this time. Um, question one. According to the band Wham, last Christmas I gave you my heart. What did you do with it the very next day? Throw it away. She gave it away. Throw it away. Gave it away. I didn't hear any buzzers. Buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Give it away. I think Ola buzzed there first. We're back in the lead, Zervi. That was just a fly in your microphone. <laughs> my buzzer is not working. <laughs> That's because it's not real. So that point is okay, for Ulu and Serbi, who are now in the lead. You mean the Kit Question two. Yes, the Kit Kat team are now in the lead. At the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar, which team did Morocco beat to make it into the quarterfinals? Buzz, 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 Spain. Well done, Mesa. <sighs> Question three. Who did Will Smith punch at the Oscars? Buzz, 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 Chris Rock. Yep. Question four. Who starred as Ebenezer Scrooge alongside Kermit the Frog in A Muppet's Christmas Carol? No Muppet fans here, huh? No, I, that is actually my favorite movie, The Christmas Carol. The Muppet version? The only acceptable version. Yeah. The Cookie Monster? Amy, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. The best actor Oscar nominating. So, <laughs> so the answer is Michael Caine. Okay, I would not have gotten that. And there's one more question, and you guys are both drawing. Oh, no. Who won the 2022 Eurovision Song Contest? Take buzz! It Take it away, Amy. Buzz, buzz! Who? Ukraine! Who? You're right. You're right. It was Ukraine. And so at yeah. the end of round three, with one more point than the Kit Kats, it is Mamie who have won the 2022 <laughs> Christmas quiz. Please tell me, is there like some music in the background right well now? Done. <laughs> well done. Well Do we get a box of Kit Kats? Unfortunately, because we don't live in the same place, there is no prize <laughs> other than pride. Bragging rights for a year. Like, yeah, bragging rights for a year, 
uh, you have to do the next Christmas quiz. That's the prize. That seems like a punishment, but we'll take it, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> sound like a prize. Guys, a thanks for coming on. Uh, where can people find you? Okay, well, you can find all of us at New Lines Mag on Twitter, but um, if you want to find me, I'm at Mason Mustafa on there. I'm at Amy underscore FR. I'm at by BY Surbhi Gupta. I'm at Ola underscore Salem. And I'm at JJA underscore Martin. This has been The Lead from New Lines Magazine. You can subscribe to The Lead on your favourite podcast app and find more of the best stories from around the world on our website, newlinesmag.com. Should I say Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas? What do we think? Both. Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays!